Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Acts today. Acts chapter number 20. And I don't want to read all of it. Uh, man, I'd love to read this whole passage. Uh, but it is it is such an important... I'm going to deal with some thoughts out of the whole passage. But I want to start in verse number 26. Acts chapter 20 verse 26. And I want to deal with this subject today. The priorities of Paul for the church. The priorities of Paul for the church. We know God used Paul... Uh, who was once called Saul until he was converted. And then God used him mightily uh, for the church. And I don't know if there's ever been anyone that had such an effect on the church uh, than the Apostle Paul. And he had some priorities. And I say that, and I'll show you in just a minute why I say that. In verse number 26, here's what the Bible says. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Now, why am I saying this is the priorities of Paul? Well, the reason is, is because if you understand, the Apostle Paul was a traveling preacher. He, he went different places and he started churches. His ministry was so effective and he had had a powerful ministry in the church at Ephesus. If you go back to chapter 19, you'll see that they had a great revival. And then you see they had a great riot. <laughs> Verses 25, verse 28 of chapter number 19, uh, they, uh, they had some problems. And you know there's not a church without problems. If you're looking for a church without problems, uh, you're, you're, you're not going to find one. Uh, because there's there's not one. Even the Apostle Paul had a revival and a riot. And if you go back to chapter number 19, the Bible said that people were full of wrath. And then in verse number 1 of chapter 20, notice these words, after the uproar was ceased. And you're not going to do a work for God without some problems. And so at the beginning of chapter 20, here's what's happening in this passage. Paul was leaving and he had gone and visited other churches. He made a large trip to various places. But he determined to go to Ephesus. And he sent for the leading brethren that were there. And, and, and if you study the story, he went down by the sea. And, and there on the shore, he, he had a farewell. He is telling them goodbye. And on the seashore... Uh, Paul begins to give his resume of his ministry and what he had done for the Lord. And, and I won't take time to, to rehearse all that, but he, he goes through everything with them. 
that he had done. He gives them a resume and uh, basically of all that God had done through him. And what he's doing, he's telling them goodbye. And, and Paul here on this passage of Acts chapter 20, these are the final words that he's going to speak to these people. He's not going to see their face anymore, and they're not going to see his face anymore. And what Paul believed to be his last words to these folk, he showed what his priorities were for the church. And I want you to see what his, his words were, these important last words, this farewell message of Paul. This is what he wanted to leave them with. And you find it here in verse number 26 through the end of the chapter. And there's three uh, there's three matters that that Paul addresses that I believe are the priorities of the church. And I'm a pastor of a church, and a lot of my folks listen to this podcast on a daily basis, and then I have a lot of folks outside of our church that listen. And you've got you need to be a part of a church. This hobo uh, wandering around from church to church, that is not scriptural. Uh, when you get saved, you get baptized into the body of Christ. Generally, in heaven, we're seated in heavenly places. But there is only one church in the New Testament, and that's the local church. And uh, and I'm a local church man from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I believe you ought to be in a local church, your place of service, your place of worship, your place of giving. Uh, all, all of that is so vital. And so we've got a lot of hobos uh, that just wander around. Uh, from church to church, and they'll visit this church for a couple of weeks, and they'll be that's not scriptural. And so Paul is talking about the church, and there's three things that he emphasizes that I believe are the the most important of the church. In verse 26, and I'm going to look at these in depth here in just a moment, but in verse 26, he emphasizes the spirit. Uh, excuse me, the servant of God. In verse number 26, he talks about the servant of God. And, uh, and then in verse number, uh, he said there, I take, and, uh, take you under record this day, I'm pure from the blood of all men. And then he talks about, in verse number 27, the scriptures of God. He talks about the whole counsel, the counsel of God. And then he talks about the saints of God in verse number 28, when he talks about the flock. And you know what the most important three things when it comes to God's church are the servant of God, the scriptures of God, and the saints of God. And a lot of times we complicate ministry. A lot of times we make uh, church something that it's not, and it becomes more of a social uh, gathering instead of a scriptural assembly. And if the church does not emphasize the servant and the scripture and the saints, then that church is going to go off track. So let's look at this for just a second. He, he speaks of the man of God, the word of God, and the church of God. Let's look at the servant of God. In verse number 26, uh, Paul talks about how he had uh, was pure from the blood of all men. If you know anything about the apostle Paul, he was a missionary pioneer, according to the Ephesians uh, chapter 3. Uh, Paul was a minister of the gospel, according to Romans 1. Uh, he was a master of the scriptures. Uh, he was a minister of the church in verses 28 and 29 of our text. His total ministry was related to the church. By the grace of God, he had met the founder of the church. He knew the function of the church. He knew the fight against the church. And here he's giving his final words to this church. And his words are important because his words are inspired. 
God, the Holy Spirit, out of all the scriptures in the Word of God, there's nothing in there by accident. And God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, recorded these words of Paul for a reason. From verse 18 to verse number 30, they're important words that those elders of that church needed to hear, but those words are important for every person uh, that's part of the church to hear because they're loaded up with uh, things that those folks that were listening there by that seashore, they never forgot. They heard them and they never forgot them. And this man, Paul, they knew he had served the Lord, not casually, not carelessly, but, but he had served the Lord courageously. He had never quit in all seasons. He had had humility of mind. He had had passionate tears. He had con- continued just to face the test, and, and he fought, and he found God's grace was sufficient. Son, the apostle Paul, was he was a man of God. And, he, and, he, and, and what a man he was. He fulfilled what he had told others in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. He said, watch ye, stand fast, quit ye like men, be strong, let all your things be done with charity. And listen, that was Paul. And Paul is emphasizing as he's leaving, he's saying, you need preachers. You need servants of God. You need men that are right. And what he did, he laid out what he had done. And basically what he's saying, I followed Christ in this way. Now you follow me in this same way. And if you look in the Bible, you'll find that Paul was obedient to the the word of God. Uh, Acts chapter 26, verse 19, he said, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly visions. Uh, You'll find that he was overwhelmed by the grace of God. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He was overflowing with the love of God. He said to know the love of Christ in Ephesians 3, to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. He was occupied with the work of God because he talked about great doors and effectual doors that were open to him in 1 Corinthians 16. And then he was overcome by the Spirit of God. Because in Philippians 1, 20, 20, he said, According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And you know what kind of servants of God we need today? We need those that will be obedient to the Word of God. We need servants of God, preachers that will be overwhelmed by the grace of God. We need preachers that will be overflowing with the love of God. We need preachers that will be occupied with the work of God. And then we need preachers that will be overcome by the Spirit of God. You need a preacher. You need a man of God in this hour. And Paul's last words to this church were, on the servant of God, you need a preacher. And then he emphasized the scriptures of God. I'm talking about Paul's priorities. In verse number 27, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. You need the scripture. Paul said, I've declared the whole counsel. He kept back nothing. He declared the word of God. He delivered the word of God. He delighted in the word of God. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He told the Romans that. Why did he preach the Bible? Because he knew it was the divine agency for salvation. He knew it was the divine armor against the attacks of Satan. And he knew it was the divine anchor to face death. He said, to die is gain. 
Paul's telling them you need the scriptures. This book, it meets human needs. It meets uh, human needs and solves human problems. It decides human destinies. What a book. I love to hold the Bible in my hand. It's in its totality. It meets every need for man in his totality. In other words, it solves every problem. It's not just printed matter. It's powerful matter. It's living. It's not just printed matter. It's powerful matter. It is a living book. It saves the soul, and it cleanses us. Psalm 119, verse 9 said, Wherewithal shall a man cleanse his way? He's talking about the Word of God. It's by taking heed. The Bible talks about in John 15 that we are clean through the Word. The Bible talks about in 1 Peter 1, that we have purified our souls in obeying the Lord. And so the Bible is so vital. And, and, and Paul is winding down his ministry with these people, and he emphasizes the servants of God and the Scriptures of God. And then in verse 28, he emphasizes the saints of God. Because in verse number 28, he said, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing. So he is saying farewell. He is telling them goodbye, and he said, I need you to emphasize the servants I need you to emphasize the preachers, and I need you to emphasize the scriptures of God. But he said, don't forget to emphasize the saints of God. He expressed a burden for the church. He said, take heed. And then he emphasized uh, the behavior of the church. He said, you're the overseers. There's got to be order in the church. Pastor needs to lead the church. And then he emphasized the basics of the church. Feed them. Feed these people that Christ has purchased with his own blood. These people have got to be led. They've got to be led on beyond the contented knowledge that they're just converted. You know, a lot of people have enough Bible to save them from hell, but not enough Bible to get them to prayer meeting. Uh, a lot of people have enough Bible to, to, to get them out of hell, but not enough Bible to live in victory. A lot of our church folk have enough Bible that they know they're saved from hell, but they're not soul winners. God's church needs to be taught. And Paul, in his farewell address, the priorities of Paul to the church, servants of God, scriptures of God, saints of God, he said these people need to be led to choose Christ's will. They need to be led to resemble Christ's character. They need to be led to trust God's promises. They need to be led to love God supremely. They need to be led to glorify God alone, to enjoy Him wholly. He's saying God's church is a priceless possession take heed watch and remember in verse 31 and so that's so important and then the last he gives a a warning he said there's going to be danger from without verse 29 he said there's going to be damage from within verse 30 but he said we'll have direction from above he said repentance toward god faith toward our lord jesus christ and you know today you ought to be thankful if you have a great church if you have a church, that's a Bible church, because a Bible church is a great church. Whether there's 15 there or 1,500 there, a Bible church is a great church. A lot of times we just magnify numbers and we magnify uh, professions of faith or we magnify what the choir sounds like or we magnify the excitement. No, no, no. A great church is a Bible church, whether it's 15 people or 1,500 people. 
And there's three things that makes a great church. And Paul emphasized these priorities when he said it's the servants of God, it's the scriptures of God, and it's the saints of God. And any church that will emphasize those three things can be a great church. Whether their pastor is known in the higher echelon of religious society or whether or not their membership grows to five, six, eight hundred thousand, twelve hundred, a great church is a church that emphasizes the leadership of the pastor, the servant, that emphasizes the importance of the scripture and emphasizes the importance of the saints of God. Every person, every person in the church is one that God purchased with his own blood, and they're valuable, and they're important. There are no big eyes and little U's. God purchased us all with his own blood. And so those three things were Paul's priority. That's my priority. And I want you to go out today. I know the podcast has gone a little bit long today, not too far, but I wanted to get all that in. I want you to go out today, and I want you to be salt and light in this earth. And I want you to be a testimony and a witness And I want you to go out and let somebody know that Jesus saves. If you're listening to this in the evening, plan on purpose. I'm going out tomorrow. I'm going to do what Christ wanted me to do. I'm going to be salt and I'm going to be light. And emphasize in your church the servants of God, the scriptures of God, and the saints of God. And until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.